All right, we look good. All right, everything looks good. Hi there. Welcome. Two films of Handons with Kaylee. And welcome to another episode of the podcast. So, this episode, we are once again joined by Alex. Hi. I was like, is she going to say it? Is she going to teach me or not? It's been such a crazy couple weeks, okay? True. (laughs) I've both been working, which is why it's been a while since we've actually done one of these. Yeah. Yeah, Ben and I, uh... I actually got my first official paycheck last week. Cool. That nice. Didn't even know it. My mom knew before I did. <laughs> hey. That ain't fair. At least you got paid. Exactly. More than what I thought. Yes, I have I chocolate candy. Because the episode we're talking about, I got I got this blue kai and blueberry dark chocolate. Because the episode we're talking about is, I didn't even say what episode we're freaking doing. We're talking <laughs> Leverage, Season 1, Episode 6, The Stork Job, which, as we will come to discover on this episode, is a very important pretzels episode <laughs> damn it, i should have pretzels i need to get pretzels <laughs> i know i should have done this earlier but whatever oh you got the bandana my, yeah well my hair was falling in my face so there i look like elliot now <laughs> Uh, see what happens when we don't do this for a couple weeks. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So before we actually actually get one of my favorites, uh, again one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. So before we get into this episode, (laughs) oh yeah, lots of reasons. Yep. So first, I would like to thank our parent company, Napco.org. Our electrical design consultants, westpasystems.com. And you can follow me on my website at kaylasantelacting.com. So, as I said, the episode we are talking about is Leverage Season 1, Episode 6, The Stork Job. And a bit of a summary before we get started. The job hits a little close to home for Parker when the team has to find a war orphan and have to fake a movie in the process. The director for this episode is Mark Roskin. The writers for this episode are John Rogers, Chris Downey, and Albert Kim. Who, as we will find out, has a relative in this episode. And I'll get into that later. 
This episode aired January 6th, 2009. So, yeah. And on the DVD, this is technically episode nine, which, again, we kind of talked about this before with the whole switching of the order. But it's kind of obvious that this episode is supposed to be later because just some of the character development's a bit different. And you yeah, expect for- Yeah, when, when I first watched it, I was like, wait a minute, that, oh, something's weird. And yeah, it, it, it didn't kind click of in like my head that it was supposed to be later on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, uh, I immensely enjoyed this episode. I did too. Specifically for a certain cowboy, there's a reason. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, that's the one. <laughs> you know hint. That's one hint. Yep. Yep. Second it, involves like, Parker. Yeah, it piqued my interest a little bit. I'm like, huh, what? What's, what's going on? Mm. I'm confused. Oh. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get we'll get into a funny story. But first, we have a our opening. This opening is one of the more different, definitely chilling, I think, because it opens with someone getting beat up. Yeah. This episode, for me, um, it's one of the more darker episodes that they've covered. Mm -hmm. And that's saying it for both series, the original and Redemption. Well, they... The writers do an immensely great I was going to say the one of, episode literally starts off with a hate crime, but yeah, but still, um, but this is just incredible how they're able to channel that dark, like theme that they they want to come up with, and they run with it. And it the first time I watched this episode, it it freaked me out. Yeah, well, I think. I know why this episode has a more darker tone to it. And honestly, I think it's because it involves kids. Yeah. With the whole adoption scam that our bad girl, this episode, Irina Larenko, who's played by Kathleen Gotti, I think how you say her name. And also with Nicholas Petrovic. He was played by David S. Lee, who would go on to appear on The Librarians in season three. <laughs> He's Moriarty. <laughs> He's Moriarty. <laughs> so, I'm, I can, now I can't remember if Moriarty and Jake have any interaction, but I do they know do. he has some interactions yeah. with our Mr. Wilson. He will meet in the dungeon. He's just well. They do in librarian that that episode where they're basically screwing with each other mentally. That's what's kind of yeah. happening in this episode. Yeah, a little bit. Going back to what I started saying, um. I think because the episode takes on a bit of a darker tone because it involves kids. Yeah, and it's like... Because before, the episodes have all been, like, more financial crimes. 
Yeah, more. Like you had the Nigerian job, which was like stocks. I mean, that's the whole burning that like most of it involved was more financial than like, like, yeah, people got hurt. And horses. I mean, because two horse job horses did get burned. But there was still like a monetary aspect to the con. Yeah. Um, But the fact that like children are involved and there's not real any monetary value. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of a motive. A little bit a payoff. So yeah. They're basically what she's basically doing is human trafficking at its finest. A little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little. With I, kids, uh, kids yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not hundred percent clear on like the textbook definition, but well, it's taking the kids from one I'm sure an yeah. argument little, could be made. Yeah, a that little it bit. Is. Yeah. But this is this brought up the many in my mind. I didn't write it down, but the many uh, like scams and stuff that are going on. One of which can be an adoption scam like this. Yeah, and I think it's, it's also okay. the fact that it's like an adoption scam, like targeting yeah. couples who are wanting with... to adopt children to start their family. Yeah, because the. And that's, this is kind of more personal to me because the fact, like, the only way I would, like, be able to, like, have a kid is to, like, adopt. So, like. Yeah, I, I'm on the, I've actually lived through uh, the adoption. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it's personal for me. Yeah. So. But, yeah. It's not it's even, like. like and it's also personal for our, our girl Parker. Yes. You can see it on her face. We'll get oh, into yeah. like, because we get into bit. the... Because after the whole climbing, we get into the briefing. Which, even in the client meeting, the fact that, like, the reason that our victims, uh, Dana and Joe Morton, even approach Arena is because Joe had got busted in college on like a small pot charge. Yeah, like, which was bogus. It, yeah. They basically said that, yeah, it was innocent. It was something that he did in college. Like it was, it was small, like stupid yeah. kid stuff is what she yeah. tells Nate. Yeah, and Nate can I can kind of understand that he's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So they're disqualified. But so that's why this even happened in the first place. Yeah, because so. they got disqualified because of his hot charge. Although it was when he was a kid, they technically could have gotten that expunged from his record. I'm not familiar with that, so I'm not going to speak on like. How well, I, I know from, I, from yeah. a little bit of research and stuff that I've done is like, yeah, they could get, they could have gotten it expunged for a fee of like fifty bucks, I think. 
it could have gotten his record sealed. But it was if it happened when he was a kid, that means he was probably seventeen. Oh, college. So they, yeah, they could have gotten it expunged because it was a one-time offense. Yeah. I I did a little delved into that a little bit just for a heck of it because I'm I have an interest in law a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I wonder what the statute limitations on a pot charge would be, and it's not that much. That long, if it's like stupid kid stuff, I'm just assuming, like, you just had it on the court. Yeah, you could petition the court to get it expunged, like, he had enough on him to get him busted, but like, yeah, but didn't serve jail time. Better for he could still be able to die, but he still had that charge. Yeah, now it would be different if he actually served time. Or like well, a month or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I get it. It's like they, <clears throat> you could tell just by the little clip before they meet with Nate how desperate they sounded and wanting kids. Yeah, because like you the fact that they flew all the way to Syria or Serbia. Yep. <clears throat> Serbia. <laughs> Serbia. Jesus, I'm so sorry. Serbia. To like confront Arena that shows like that they do care. All right, so go into the briefing, <laughs> and of course, what Dana asked for is Luca, they want Luca back because and Arena had like, taken Luca. Yeah. The f- Okay, the way she said it was our Luca. And that, yeah. uh, knife to the heart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it hurts. It hurt. Worker. It really, really deeply hurt. Okay, I promised, I promised my partner that I wouldn't get rambly and that I would keep this short, <laughs> shorter. Because <laughs> I got in trouble last time. And I got to get up. And, by, I, and uh, I also, I also got in trouble too. She scolded me too. They scolded today. me too. <laughs> and, so, and so did you. We're like, yeah, we need to keep this short. Yeah, <laughs> we did. talked about it. But yeah, they you scolded did. me. Yeah, we're gonna try. <laughs> we're gonna try. I promise. No promises. Uh, all right, fair enough. But the main part that I wanted to talk about this episode is when we get to the briefing. And we see Elliot's face is all busted up. Yep. And I've told this story before, but I'll say <laughs> it again. No, come so on. basically, <laughs> this is like a last minute line. <laughs> because Elliot, like, Nate goes to sit down and, like, they're all expressing interest, like, or they're all expressing that they're apprehensive about stealing a kid. Elliot's, like, really fucking busted up. <laughs> Like I'm talking like split lip. He's got yeah, like, he's got, like stuff on his nose. Actually, he's got like, like bruise, bruise he, on his cheek. Like he's really busted pretty up. decent sized bruise too. And yeah. then he's got like a little scuff mark. And on he his just kind of looks at him like, "What happened to you?" <laughs> and Elliot's like, "How was I supposed to know it was a lesbian bar?" <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Let me 
let me see. Let and, me see why that line. He funny. like he got he like he got growly with it too, and he looked at him like I'm gonna kill you. So okay, there's two there's two explanations for this. Elliot either got the shit beat out of him because he was defending a lesbian, he was being harassed. Yeah. Or Elliot got the shit beat out of him by a lesbian Probably and just let himself get beat up because it's a woman because it's a woman yeah he's like i ain't gonna hit a girl <laughs> unless they deserve it but i don't know like which ones <laughs> but he probably he gets, went with the houses because no it was a yeah, lesbian bar to keep up that i'm cool and the ladies man bravado but and what nickname did CK get because of this? Oh, uh, yes. The thing that he so, did? Because fucking Oklahoma. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say again what happened. Christian, <coughs> it was a late night poker game with Timothy Hutton and Saul Rubinick. Christian being Okie boy and his cowboy boots on. You know, he's playing little poker with the boys, probably having a little bit of Jack, beer, whatever his vice was that day. And probably uh, Jack. Is, like, we know him. It, it was probably yeah, straight probably, Jack. It's probably straight Jack. But he had his cowboy boots on and he decided that it would be a good idea to go around, to go out back and toss the football around. And then he slipped on the pavement because he was wearing cowboy boots and ain't shit and busted his face all up. Uh oh. Oh no. No, no, no. I like footage go. Uh oh. Where'd you go? Hold on. Technical difficulties. Hold up. Sorry. Hold up, technical difficulties. Hold on, sorry, we've got technical difficulties. Hit pause. <laughs> Hold on. Come on. Fine. All right, hold on. Okay, I'm not sure what happened. Hang on. Hold on, I'm trying to get figure out what's going on here. Hold up. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Oh no. Uh Hold on.
Hold on a second, let Nylock's back on. Hold on. What do you got? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. There we go. Oh. I don't know what it did. It glitched out of me. I need heart mm -hmm. or or B for that matter. I'm gonna say it. Okay. So before I was interrupted. <laughs> so basically, yeah, that's. That was why he's all beat up in that scene is because he ate shit on the pavement. But what's funnier is in the audio commentary, John Rogers said, like, shit kicker has a genetic component <laughs> because he healed, like, super quick. And literally, like, he peeled the scab off and was, like, good to go. <laughs> and they had, like, prosthetics and stuff. <laughs> But oh, you had some like Wolverine healing factor going on. True. No, actually, no, he had like Captain America level healing at this point. Wolverine. Like, Wolverine. The, yeah. Yeah. It's like, how the hell? And it's some said, shit kicker jeans. Yep. And uh, <laughs> you know the saying, he, uh, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Yep, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's Christian, yep. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, well, to okay, be fair, he way. is tough. Yeah, I've, I've actually pulled up stupid. in Oklahoma before. <laughs> Sorry, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, you did some dumb shit, but we love you. Yes, and we love him for it. Yeah, I hope he doesn't see this. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Christian. I promise we love you. We apologize in advance. Yes. But, Moving uh, on. So. Yeah. Um, a little segue, because uh, you brought up the fucking Oklahoma thing. I can I I have to tell the story because it's freaking hilarious, but it goes along oh. with the fucking Oklahoma. Um, I was. Doing it, an adult Easter egg hunt. Oh, I am an adult. I am of age. You know where this is going, don't you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was where wearing cowboy. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing cowboy boots and jeans because I wanted to, and they're freaking comfortable as hell. Yeah, yeah. And I, we were running around trying to find the eggs and like little bottles of booze and whatnot. And I go to go. Hence get why this it was an adult Easter egg hunt. Yeah, go find this little bottle of fireball underneath this bush, and I slip and land on my knees on the ground hard, like mm -hmm. full on, full body weight, full 125 pounds of me hits the ground, and, and I immediately what did start I text laughing. You when you told me what you yeah, had done, I was like, I, I was like, I pulled a fucking Oklahoma, and it was like, what did you ask? Like, did you learn your lesson? I'm I was like, like, yes. I was like, what did you do? I'm like, 
I uh, slipped wearing cowboy boots. And I was like, doing an adult. Did she not hunt. learn anything from fucking Oklahoma? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> and and, and in, in my defense, cowboy boots are comfortable. Oh, oh. <laughs> Cameron. Sorry, I'm looking at the Twitter stream. Oh, God. <laughs> Cameron, my partner, is currently in the chat. Oh, God. And then <laughs> Cameron said, you guys know full well the cast could see this. Kayla keeps tagging them in her tweets. Shush. <laughs> that is true. I am really red right now. <laughs> it's okay. All right, all right, we're moving on. We're moving on. <gasps> See, we're moving on. I told you I'm really red. <laughs> but yeah, okay, I'm moving on. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what yeah, popped you in my head. <laughs> well, to be fair, I've pulled a couple of fucking Oklahoma. I scratched my yeah. wrist on cardboard. Yep. And then I cut myself. Cut my... Cut my finger on cardboard. Cut my hand on porcelain. <laughs> yeah, I cut my fingers a couple days ago on a chopper. Didn't even flinch. Didn't even feel it. So mm. I just felt a stinging pain in, in this finger right here. My ring finger. And I'm like, ow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't flinch. And for those now. of you who don't know... Or who don't work in a have or have, who do or have worked in a restaurant, what Alex is referring to is is this metal. It's like a metal. It's basically like a large, like sharp grate, that this huge metal contraption that's heavy as hell, that you push down to like cut things. At my restaurant yeah, or the restaurant I used to work yeah, at, we yeah. used it for the lemons. Yeah, the little, you know, the like the little, uh, you guys probably mm-hmm. have seen like the little baby choppers. It's basically an industrial sized version of that. It's big. It's about mm-hmm. like this tall from the top and bottom like that. And then it has the sides like this that stand up. And I was moving that bottom part, that flat part um, over to get more space to pick it up to move it. Um, off to the side so it could cool down all the way and I didn't mm-hmm. see where my hand went I grabbed the slider yeah. part too close to where the, the sharpie stabby bits were and I cut three stabby fingers bits. yeah literally mm-hmm. it stabbed me and I went to pull it and then I just felt that pain I'm like <laughs> I immediately froze I knew mm-hmm. I did something but I didn't know what, it, what happened and then I just looked down and I see blood on my ring finger and i'm like crap crap yeah that's about what happened to me too when i cut my hand on porcelain yeah and the worst part was that we had to run that thing through the dishwasher again so it got hot again and i was pissed oh yeah i scolded it me and my training partner both scolded it and it didn't hurt me after that we talked to it Mm. we scolded it and said you ain't gonna (laughs) hurt me no more Uh uh-uh no no, bad. I do that. <laughs> I, I was I on FaceTime. I, with, I was on FaceTime camera set up, and you should have seen me 
Gosh, I'm trying to get this ready. <laughs> Mad Dash, was it? Yep. I'm doing the hair thing that Christian always does. But you know what? <laughs> I did it. And Harson would be proud. He'd be laughing at me right now. Because of my stupidity. And Elliot would be glaring at me. <laughs> He'd be right. doing the face, like the one he'd be doing, behind he'd be doing you. The face. He'd be doing the yeah. face. Like uh, the yes. one that's behind you. Yeah. He'd be doing that. Mm -hmm. And I'd be doing this. <laughs> All right. Yep. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. But yeah. Right, we got to keep like... going so we can get through all this. But yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but like Parker is basically saying about like why. Um, um, like how they know that like this kid's an orphan and but like her final look when she says like when she touches him he's expected for her to trust me he's an orphan but then, like, Carson like, looks at Parker, and it's this look As like, like a... oh, oh, I, I, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I, I wrote down um, one final note on that. Um, I have that written down where she talks about that. Uh, I wrote that her knowledge of the fact that she could spot an orphan. Just because she I was she one. Recognize that. Wait a minute, that looks familiar. Mm hmm. And. Yeah, and then I said that uh, the fact that she points out that he's pocketing food, that's a sign that he's scared that the food's going to be taken away. Mm hmm. As punishment. So that tells me that she's had that happen. Mm hmm. Um, and like a go bag. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I put I put the little thing where you you mentioned is like he's expecting her to, and she doesn't finish because she just yeah, like she's kind of like and like looks down, and it almost also looks I like she's disassociating a bit, a little bit, yeah. Like it's like a PTSD mini PTSD episode, yeah. It, it triggered it a little bit in her mind. Yeah, disassociating's and, part yeah, of I put, PTSD. Yeah, I, a little bit, so. yeah. And I put below that she's got experience. And the fact I noticed, like three different things. One, her body language changed after she said mm -hmm. that. Yeah, she's more Two, rigid. Yeah, she intense, but looks down mm -hmm. toward the table. Two, Elliot has his eyes locked on her, like, he's kind of in shock, but also wondering what she's going to do next. And then, three, the dad of the group, kind of, slash older brother, Hardison um, is, like, staring at her, confused, mm -hmm. but also understanding. And then there's mm -hmm. Nate. Nate's just staring at her, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I felt kind of bad for Nate at this point. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't know what to do to help you. 
Yeah, because how can he, I help you? He obviously knows who Parker is, so he probably knows a little bit, but not like in depth, probably at this mm-hmm. point. All right, continuing on. Next kind of like funny bit is Hardest and it's like giving the rundown on Arena, how she's this washed up Russian model. But Hardison says that Arena used to be an actress for some small French films, as he says. Of course, Sophie picks <laughs> up film, like, probably. Oh well, no, it is. Because <laughs> that was subtle. It's like, ooh, that was very subtle. Harrison's like, um, some French films, and Elliot's like, she was Tatiana, and then Nate's like, oh right, and they both start like talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah, where he goes, oh, oh. and he like, lights up. Oh, it's Emmanuel. He like. And basically, it is heavily implied that it, it is a rated X film. <laughs> which, of course, made me think of the quote, which I will quote from Jamie and Beth, the two lovely ladies from Thief Stills, a podcast, and Jabber Picks, the podcast, which you should both check out because they are awesome. They talk about both yes, Supernatural I love and them. Leverage. And, yes. They are funny. And they're about to do the Winchesters. But there's this quote that they say. Men are stupid and horny. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. So thank you for that. Yeah, I am adding to the sugar factor right now. Uh, Oh, Well, to be fair, I am eating chocolate. But what's yeah, funny is just then Sophie's looking at Nate. Just Sophie's look to Nate. Yes. <laughs> like. I didn't know if she wanted to slap him or kiss him at that point. <laughs> well, it was a it was a mixed well, look. To be fair, that's about one and the same for those two. Let's be honest. Hey. Yep. <laughs> True. We all know what happens in the Malhai job. You see that? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's it's like a place of jealousy because like Nate's watching like another actress. It's a little bit of both. Or it's the fact that she is aware of the contents of <clears throat> the films. It's both. It's jealousy <laughs> and of like she's aware of the fact that these exist and the fact that he's probably Which, watched it. I mean He's a dude. He's a guy. Dudes do that. True. It's it's whatever. It's not my thing, but it's whatever. Moving on. (laughs) 
So, but yes, this is a, actually a variant of a actual real life scam called the Spanish prisoner scam, which Sophie mentions when Harrison's talking. <clears throat> sorry, when Harrison's talking about how the scam works, how like Arena puts like actual pictures on like a, a legit adoption website. She hits you up from some money, strings you along until you're sucked dry. Which the Spanish prisoner scam, the modern variant, is also known as the Nigerian scam. Yeah, the That's Nigerian the print scam, basically. Mm -hmm. They're basically the same, but instead of a print wanting money from um, you, it's more modernized. It, yeah. Is the Nigerian letter scam. Because the Spanish prisoner scam, what they do is a car artist would um, or basically it's about retrieving stolen something from its hiding place. So the victim or sorry, I, I have the Wikipedia article I found this on, so I'm trying to like shorten it. But basically <laughs> Um, the mark basically you tell someone that um, they need like money from you in order to pay some debt off or something and they want you to basically fill out the information or whatever and send the money but then when they take the money out they like put you in debt but there's also like criminal charges potentially so yeah and i actually believe i know someone now this is like distance like at least through three different people but i knew I believe I did know of someone who was a victim to a Nigerian scam. It's just, it's sad. Uh, granted, this is before, I think I found this out, like, just as I was getting into leverage or before. But even now, I've discussed this before, how, like, even watching, like, leverage now, I'm like... <laughs> Like how, like you, like you'd think it'd be so easy to like not fall for these. Haven't watched Leverage, but then I ended up falling for a, a uh, MLM scam. Why, why the fuck did I say it like that? An MLM scam. So I guess Connor's tricks still work on even people who are realizing it so yeah and it's yeah. just like the fact that these nigerian prince scans and stuff like that are they i don't want to word this um 
it's still around, but mm-hmm. the Nigerian prince part of that is like getting old. But mm-hmm. these new age scammers are trying to get everything they can. Mm-hmm. Um, even when COVID was a really big deal about a year and a half ago, that almost made scams. it worse. Yeah, that made it worse because people were already tight on money and scammers were coming about too to help alleviate their problems by mm-hmm. supposedly sending money but they even like work from home banks account yeah job scams people were like draining draining their uh their money by giving them their bank information just to get a uh a, like a stimulus check yeah and that right there in a already hard uh society at that point that's the low low ball at that point mm-hmm. and looking back now it's like if they could do that what else are they capable of yeah same with Sorry, this yeah same with this episode mm-hmm. it's like if you're capable of take of basically using a kid as a pawn what else are you yeah because that's of? essentially what Arena's doing, she like has legit information on a legit website. Yep. But then she hits you up for money. Yep. And even like shows you the kid, draws you in more, so you give up her more of your money, and then just disappears. That that just. Ugh. I wanted to tase her so bad. Mm-hmm. Or stab her with a fork. Either <laughs> one. Or both. We're getting into that. We're getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, Sophie I, had also... I, had to, I had to say that. I'm yeah. sorry. I yeah. Sophie also wants to stop in Paris because they're heading to Belgrade because Arena has an invitation to a party at the American Embassy. In Belgrade. So. <laughs> so he lit up. <laughs> so it's like, oh, can we stop from Paris? And it's like, on the way back. Like, <laughs> which means if no. you're good, like if we're good, we'll stop in Paris on the way back as a treat. <laughs> it's basically like, a, it's like, eh, we'll see. If you like behave. your mom taking you to the doctor's office or whatever, and you pass the McDonald's. And you're like, Mom, can we get McDonald's? And she's like, you got either... Well, it's one of two responses. One, you got McDonald's money. <laughs> or two, you. if you're good, on the way back. <laughs> it's probably the second one, usually. Yeah, it is usually the second one. And but so for then, me, it wouldn't be yeah. McDonald's. It would be freaking Chipotle. Because <laughs> yeah, giant me, it burrito. Is, but, yeah. Actually, thinking about it, I never really like well, say that. But man, never mind. All right, carrying on. So then we go to this party, and this time, Elliot's wearing the suit. He looks so cute. And he's all healed up. I know. Because the because shit kicker has a genetic component. 
But let me just say, Elliot looked damn good in a suit. Like, yes, like damn, damn good boy. And notice that he's still wearing his uh, steel toe like work boots, it's like cowboy boots. Of course, he's suit. wearing. <laughs> I I didn't notice it at first when I was watching it originally, but watching it back, he saw that, and I'm like, really? Fuck up one? Really? Mm-hmm. Seriously, this, this boy is just, oh, has no mm-hmm. fashion sense whatsoever. No fashion sense. <laughs> so then, um, Elliot's, of course, chatting up some, some ladies about drinking champagne. Parker is dressed as one of the server as one of the servers in Irina's with Nicholas. That Parker had yes. on is adorable. Yes. And then Parker or like like Nate's asking like what's going on with Irina and Parker's like she's with someone and it's like that's never stopped me before. <laughs> That's also probably why I got the shit beat out of him. <laughs> True. And he's like... No, he that's option three. Of- yeah, that's option yeah. three. Because <laughs> you know what? Well, shimmy. <laughs> Elliot. It would be Elliot's luck to be chatting up some chick at a bar and then her boyfriend come over. <laughs> And Elliot gets a little bit of a smart ass. Starts mouthing off. As per usual. I can see that happening. And and also, so Nate and Hardison are in an office. And Sophie's with them. Because she's already met the ambassador. Let me get a flashback. You get a flashback to Sophie playing a princess. And what's funny, she looks like, when it cuts back to her, she's like looking up, like daydreaming, like, still have that tiara, though. (laughs) And Hardison's bitching because he doesn't have his normal equipment. And what is he drinking? Off-brand European orange soda. (laughs) And, okay. Here's the thing that I noticed in just a little bit in the next little bit, like mm-hmm. almost seconds later, Sophie's drinking it too. Yeah, because he hands her it. He hands her it. Yep. She's like, I need something to drink. And he's like, yeah. doesn't really look at her, but kind of gives her a side eye. And he's like, That she freaking drank orange soda was blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. You'll see it. And Hardison recognizes Nicholas as the guy who picked up the Bortons from a video that was shown earlier. Then it splits into like multiple different conversations here because you have Nate walking Parker through or like she's telling Parker he's telling Parker to like lift Nicholas's wallet and Sophie's like all right 
get ready to meet Irina. And sorry, Elliot's like offended. Like, you do know I have picked up women before, like right, like <laughs> yesterday, like. And Sophie's like, what was her name? Darp? Shit, that that the flight or whoever it was, a girl from a rental car agency. And even Nate gets it. I'm like, Dharma. <laughs> and so it's like, Dharma was a wonderful girl, but Arena's a professional grifter. She's going to see right through your moves. And he's like, he's, he's like, like almost offended. He's offended. You got offended. Yeah. Like, you yeah. dare question like, me? But he's like, Sophie's right. Because Mama's usually right. Yeah. And, she uh, warned him, and did he listen? That's what Elliot does. Nope. He didn't listen. You didn't he did listen. not listen. Then he went up, tried putting on his charms, but Arena's immediately <sighs> like a medican. <laughs> like that, like that was the first turn off. The second was his hair's too long, which, bitch. Third, his bow tie is crooked. And Which, I thought that was cute. Wait, he's wearing Which, a bow tie? He was wearing a bow tie. Bow ties are cool. <laughs> <laughs> you did a thing. <laughs> I did a thing. <laughs> no, look, Elliot is an Oklahoma boy. He probably has gone to church on Sundays. You're telling me he does not know how to tie a freaking bow tie. <laughs> oh, that poor boy needs some help. They make bow ties that are already tied that all you have to do is button it in the back. He could have gotten one of yeah. those. Yeah. But, but no. But yeah. <sighs> He's. So yeah. Special. Okay. Then Parker <laughs> finds Nicholas. <laughs> well, more like then he finds Parker, her. He finds her, yeah, because she goes to the balcony like <laughs> like she's needing care. Cameron also agrees with my sentiment of I was so mad when she made that comment about his hair. Like, no. Well. <laughs> uh, because yes, me and my partner both obsess over Christian Kane. It's yeah, perfectly fine. You don't fine. mess with the hair. Like, yes. If you come for the hair, you don't mess with I'm the coming hair. for your kneecaps. I'm coming for your kneecaps if you come for the hair. Oh, uh, well, then you're going to have a problem because in probably about three weeks, Christian's going to have to cut his hair to shoot down his paradise. I'm sorry. I'm, sad. I'm sorry. No, don't cry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your hair will forever be mobilized. It, it, you'll, you'll see the long hair again when season two comes out. Okay. Okay, you'll see you'll see it again when the long hair. You'll see the long hair again when season two comes out, okay? okay? I swear if Dean sees me crying over this, I will <laughs> 
I will yeet my laptop into the abyss. <laughs> Cameron agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Carrie and I, so. Uh, and Nicholas is being creepy to Parker. And uh, I wanted to then it kind of like again. Splits I wanted to stab him with the fork. Yes, because the hair to me is the best feature. <laughs> yeah. So Nicholas is being gross to Parker. Uh, Sophie is. Nate's trying to coach Parker, but uh, it's not going well. <laughs> and Elliot is offended because Irina dismisses his usual charms, which would have worked on me. I don't give a damn. <laughs> you don't dismiss the okie boy charm like come on no you, like, every woman or man i mean i mean it's or for anyone, me it's a, i don't judge like, all right everyone falls for those okie boy charms that rattlesnake smile and those blue eyes yeah that actually that actually makes me remember uh i have to tell the story too but again what? this is a little story um we were driving through literally Oklahoma and we stopped at a gas station to fill up. Luckily, we were headed to Texas to go to a concert <clears throat> and spend time with family. And I was waiting in line and um, I had someone behind me say, Excuse me, ma'am. I'm like, Yes, sir. And I immediately said, Yes, sir. And I turned around and there, it's this kid about my age, maybe a couple years older. He's like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I need to squeeze by him. Like, Go right ahead. And I let him I let him go by and he's like, well, thank you. I'm like, you're welcome, sir. And he's like, Where are you from? I'm like, Kansas. He's like, Really? I'm like, Yes, sir. And he's like, Okay. And he gave me a little little. I probably thought you were from Oklahoma. I know. And I don't know why, but when I'm like either really tired or yeah, it's like when I'm really tired, I get a little bit of a southern accent. You called me out on it. I have, yeah. Yeah, and it just came out, and he was just so sweet. And he reminded me of freaking Christian, like, the way that he's just, like, <laughs> big old grin. And so now every time I hear Christian say, like, yes, yes ma'am, ma or something like that, I'm like, <laughs> I start, <clears throat> I literally squeak. I am going to keep my thoughts on that phrase to myself for my own sanity. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, yeah. Oh, and also <laughs> my 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 boyfriend uh, said I told him that I, about when CK says darling mm. in the show. Mm -mm. I, I get mm -mm. blushy and stuff and he, he does it now on purpose. He'll message me. He's like, what are you going to do about it, darling? I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> yep, my 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 boyfriend does that to me on purpose. Cam does too. 
And I'm just like they they threatened <sighs> to do the Elliot stare. <laughs> they did it to me too. Remember? Cause mm-hmm. I was misbehaving. Mm-hmm. As per usual. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't listen, did we? I'm I'm sorry, babe. I'm like totally exposing us. <laughs> Sorry, all right, moving on. Sorry. Moving on, so I don't embarrass myself any further. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get yelled at now. I'm, I know I'm like keep checking, waiting to get a message or something. So then it splits because like Sophia starts coaching Elliot, putting on his southern boy charm. And starts coaching him through how to flirt with Arena. She's basically giving him lady lady advice. He is. Trying it on. And he's like, This is when he does the yes, ma'am. This is when he does the yes, ma'am. Because he's like, Because she's saying, like, like all these things and it's like and your eyes move up into the left sign someone's about to lie and Elliot's like <laughs> then he look, takes a second when he's like oh shit my charms didn't work damn it but then <laughs> like once like Sophie starts coaching him he's like you look disappointed you are right like you're right I'd rather be on my ranch in Texas and she's like your ranch in Texas? <laughs> like the way that oh, she said it was freaking adorable. You got money. <laughs> yep. And to be honest, yeah. it was probably more the money than the charm. Yeah. Though and he also was charming as hell. I know. It's like just then is like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Okay, I I have to I have to tell my note and it's like he's playing the oil man from Texas. He's playing the oil man from Texas. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> so they are again poking fun at the fact that he's all he's kind of a Texas boy, but he's also an Oklahoma boy. And he, yeah, because he was like born in Texas, but he was like raised in Oklahoma. Yeah, and I think. Uh, I think if I remember right, his dad has ties to the actual oil business at one point, early on when he was young. And uh, I, I, I wrote, I, yeah, I I wrote, I wrote, how the hell did his accent come out more? Literally, it, it, his, his accent's yeah. thicker. But I think yes, ma'am's more of like a southern phrase. Yeah, but when he's talking so about probably like his just came yeah. out naturally because but when he was talking yeah when he was talking about yeah when he was talking about the ranch part of them like wanting to like throw the hook Mm -hmm. in a little bit and reel reel her in his accent came out a little bit thicker and a little bit stronger and i'm like that was kind of (laughs) cute and i said it out loud as i was watching it i'm like yeah he said the like yes ma'am and i had to like I had to pause and compose myself. Shame. <laughs> I had I to mean, pause it, right. put my phone down. <laughs> and he 
He had the little. Okay, this is what. It, okay, this is what it paused on. Him like tilting oh. his head, looking at her, and I'm like. <clears throat> <clears throat> Ignored that I left one of the banners on. <clears throat> <laughs> See, Cameron agrees. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's a freaking dumpster it's fire totally at this point. That I have a partner, and I'm talking about my inception with a 50 year old man. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we'll see how long it takes for me to get in trouble for that one. Oh, you're blushing. It's adorable. Shush. So cute. Carry it on. So, so this is when it kind of like starts funning off because Nate's coaching Parker. Sophie's coaching Elliot because his, his trip's starting to work on her a little bit. And also Nate and Sophie are talking to each other because Sophie kind of of a Nate recognizes some of the tricks that Sophie's given Elliot. <laughs> See, like Cameron in the Twitter uh, chat. That's what I'm looking at. Oh, he said, we are, we are all in the same boat, babe. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> so, carry on. So, within like Nate's like, like he's taking a person. It's like you manipulating me. So he's like, all relationships are about manipulation. Which I'm sorry, Sophie. <laughs> and the the fact that like she like he we like, need to have this talk exactly. We need to have she this talk. No way to like back about hashing your shit out during the con. Exactly, and the fact that he goes like. You've never used that on me, have you? And then she, and then she takes it. Like, I would never. <laughs> and just like and she kind of she like moves her hand and he just like looks at her like Of course. Like, totally like disappointed. He's like, yeah, of course. Which typical. No. Relationships are not all about manipulation, Sophie. All right, trust me on this. <laughs> then Harrison's like, like when you two are having your done having your little quarrel, I got some real information here. <laughs> like mom and dad quit fighting about your love life. <laughs> exactly. They were like basically flirting a little bit, but well, arguing they were having at the a lover's quarrel. They were having yeah. a lover's quarrel. As Nate's coaching Parker and Sophie's time. coaching Nelly. Yeah. As our bickering with one another, and it's like, Mom, Dad, quit it. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's uh, Dad coaching his daughter and Mom coaching her favorite, her oldest son on how to pick up a girl. And then the middle, middle boy, kid, the middle son is middle like, boy. Middle Yo, boy stop! Is like, like Y'all nasty. <laughs> and we will hear Hardison say that. 
Not this episode. <coughs> but some other episode. Yep. Edit. Uh, it was. Oh yeah. Uh, I know what episode it is now. <laughs> I think I know what episode. Oh, it is that episode's too. gonna. Oh, God. Um, two oh. lab crew job. I'm, I'm going to need a lot of water for that one. All right. <clears throat> so. <laughs> okay. Breathe. <clears throat> Breathe, woman. <laughs> I am. The person <laughs> carrying. <laughs> God damn it. I, I don't know how. Okay. God damn it. Uh, so Harrison reveals that Nicholas is organized crime ties in smuggling and went legit five years prior and took over a government organization that takes the families from the course of a war. Post of a war. And that's how he gets the kids, basically. And then Nate gives Parker a cue. Parker actually does pretty decent. At this queue, I must say. But then Nicholas is being gross again. Yeah. And you can see, like, Parker's starting to get upset, which is like, yeah, but those people, like, those fa- people and those families, then Nicholas is like, it's tragic, yes, but the smart, or the strong, the smart, the beautiful survive. And you can see that Parker starts dis- disassociating. And that's symbolized by like it keep, she keeps cutting back between herself as a kid around Lucas's age and also the video she saw of Lucas. And then she ends up sabbling Nicholas in the shoulder with the fork. Yeah, in her mind. And I immediately said, Parker. No stabbing! <laughs> Literally, when that happened in my headline, I'm like, damn it, Parker! No stabbing! Yeah. And then, like, yeah, she stabs him with the fork. <laughs> and then, like, Parker's like, that, she, like, snaps out of it and then is looking around, like, oh, shit. I'm screwed. And she does what she's trained best to do find an exit and that exit yep. is by leaping over the balcony yeah she looks she literally looks around does a really quick scan of the room yeah and then like looks out of the corner yeah, of her eyes like, and sees the balcony shit. right behind her she turns on and the exits through the balcony that. and jumps over out the balcony. yeah yeah and like everyone everyone's office like buds are the earbuds are going haywire harrison's getting a bunch of like police like calls to police and everyone in the office is basically like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, they're like, like what the fuck the happened? You no, know, it's like, Parker just stabbed her girl with the fork. <laughs> what happened to so no stabbing pissed. Wednesdays, Parker? They haven't happened yet. <laughs> oh, right. And, like, Ellie thinks it's going to lose Arena. Luckily, Sophie 
or Nate's like, okay, maybe she's gonna go up to Nicholas, see what's happened to him. And Sophie's like, no, they have a dead drop. And like, if a safe place for further instructions, that's what I do. And, that, but, and Nate's like, exactly. Okay, Elliot, tell Irina this. And basically, every, Elliot implies that he is, the reason he is in Belgrade is because he is making a movie. You're producing a movie, sorry. Of course, Irina is like, like she is full on into this. And she yep. gives him a card. He agrees to pick her up in the morning. Yeah, that was funny as crap. The fact that she like perked up and her body yeah, like, like shifted to like excitement. I, I gotta go. I got early call time tomorrow. Yeah. And, and the like, fact oh, that he said sweetheart. Sweetheart. The that's, that he said sweetheart. That's the other phrase. Puddle on the floor. Mm-hmm. I would go on the floor. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was like, you, sir. I was you. just saying if you want some some CK content dealing with like uh name names hide. <laughs> that, that one's more mature. I will give that warning. It is more mature. It's a little more <laughs> like yeah, it's mature. Well, to be fair, but, it is both. It's more on like yeah, Rachel Myers' uh, end of that movie because she like calls him like baby cakes, baby. Um, she calls him sweetheart a little bit too. Yeah, and daddy. <laughs> I know. I didn't catch that at first. I'm like, mm. I was like, excuse you. Did what? Uh, repeat that again. But yeah, I and like Elliot calls I her like, or not Elliot. I said Elliot. God damn it, Billy calls Betty like Mama Firecracker. He even called her Mama at one point. He does call her Mama at one point. I'm like, and Sweet. yeah, he says sweetheart and uh, darling at least one point. Oh, at yeah. one point, he says darling, and it was when she was smothering her freaking pancakes and syrup. Oh, yeah. And you know who I thought of when I saw that? Parker. Yep. Because she loves her sugar. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> God damn yeah, that. Freaking, again. Yeah, the, the freaking uh, sweetheart thing mm-hmm. with yeah, Elliot. I was a freaking puddle on the floor. I was like... Also, also, when Irina leaves, he twirls the card. He did the spinny thing! He did the spinny thing, yes. <laughs> because Christian King can't not twirl something. It. And I mean anything. <laughs> I've discussed this before, and I'm going to save Alex <laughs> some sanity. You know what I'm thinking. I know. I think I know what you're thinking of. The Uh, unmentionable object. Yep. Carrying on. So. (laughs) You done broke me. (sighs) You done broke me. And 
we get this is the first time because like Sophie's like, well, Arena's expecting to be in a movie, so what do we do now? And it's like now we steal a movie. Which is the first time we hear the phrase this phrase, let's go steal. Uh, which is usually like the rallying cry. Yep. As it turns into. In this case, it's let's go steal the movie. Yeah, it becomes Nate's catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Sophie's catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, and Redemption. Uh, I love yep. that. Oh. I uh, can't wait to get into Redemption. Because, like, especially with, <clears throat> like, the first time they say it when they're in, like, the warehouse thing. Yeah. And Carson like, goes, you have, you have to say it. You have to say it. You have to say it. And you can see, like, Parker <laughs> and Elliot are looking like, you're going to say the thing? And Elliot's, like, staring at her but smiling. He's like, come on, you gotta. Come on, you gotta say it. You gotta say it. And then Harsh goes for Nate. Say it. Or no, doesn't say that. But it's yeah, I guess it is kind of what it's like though. Yeah. But then Sophie says, let's go steal a store and run Brent. And burn. <laughs> yeah, yes. And, and I went, went Yeah. The freaking the freaking gif. Cause I <laughs> First time I saw that scene, because I couldn't see where Kane's hands were. He was, to me, it looked like he was breaking rule number seven. It did look like he was breaking rule number seven, but he wasn't. He wasn't. He was just clapping his hands. We good. We good. (laughs) We good. And if y'all know what rule number seven is. Y'all know where round number seven you. is. We discussed. I this. applaud you. Yes, we discussed this. So moving on. So they clear out a film set by Harson just stealing one of the producers' money, <laughs> and he, so he has to fly to LA to figure out what's where's the money. Yeah, he does an electronic so transfer. Is what he does. He does. Yeah. And then Sophie does the clear out by switching out phones. The director's phones and making it seem like he got an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> that was smart. I'm a film buff. What can I say? So, hence why I have a podcast about it. So... And then uh, Parker's defended she didn't get to do the lift. She's pouting at this point. She, she is kind of pouting. It is cute, though. Like, aww. <laughs> it's fun to say, wait, Parker's like, wait, you did the lift? Why didn't I do the lift? And Harrison's like, uh, uh, well, that's because some a certain somebody decided to use a certain object to stab a certain mark. Parker's like, that was me. <laughs> like, no. Ah, 20 pounds of crazy. Five pound bag. 
I'm sorry for that squeal that I just let out for anyone who's listening. I apologize. I'm probably going to finish it. That's how it works. So since Elliot is playing the producer, Nate is playing the asshole director of Really Obsessed with Details. (laughs) And Harrison's on special effects. And Parker's the PA. Because Nate's grounded her. And basically, Elliot has already revealed is real in that arena is going to be playing a mother, and this ties into what they're going to do. And Sophie, it was in charge of the script because Harrison or Parker goes to get it. Or Parker meets with Harrison, and. Uh, and she's bitching about it she, about not liking having like to fetch stuff for me yeah yeah tell me these are specifically these are real but he marks these prop guns but the white x underneath like the is it like the trigger guard I got for two cards. Yeah. Underneath the trigger guard. That's what it was. But he's marking them with the X. Kind of like how like my prop gun here has like an orange tip. That's basically just to let him know they're fake. Well, no. They're, well, yeah, they're real guns. But loaded with blanks, I believe is what they're trying to show. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah, they're loaded with dummy ammo. Um that's basically what that means. So incredibly dangerous. And I've already had my discussion about this when it comes to the prop guns. Yep, just treat it like a like an actual live weapon. That's plain and simple. Yeah. Continuing on. So Apparently, Sophie was in charge of the script, and Ella comes over to get it, and uh, <laughs> Sophie went a bit overboard, as per usual, because uh, she gave herself a part, including special effects, a stunt. Let me find out it's her death scene. <laughs> and what's funny? No, what's funny is like, or like, but Sophie, this is like ten pages. Like Nate said, she just right, like a one-page scene, like two-page scene between Arena and Boy. And Sophie's like, that's still the heart of it. Like, oh, Sophie, you got the special effects, instead. which they made the joke of the auto commentary that that was like how they react to the how like producers actually react to the scripts. Like, <laughs> like you know how much this is going to cost out of the budget? Because I've discussed this. In the That's funny. Is producers the money? That's funny. 
information. So it would actually be the producer that would be like, no, we are not doing that scene. It is going to cost us too much to do. No, I've been checking on you and your mom and Alexis. So, you can see, your TV is kind of loud. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought I noticed it. Sorry. No. <laughs> and of course, and then like part of the green scripts, like Sister Magda crosses, making a loaf of bread. And it's like, who's Sister Magda? Then Sophie just comes wheeling in, <laughs> like she's on a dolly, like she's being pulled on a dolly, wearing a white nun outfit. <laughs> Which, talk about dramatic. <laughs> yep. Because we're about to see. <laughs> but uh, and then it's like, or, I think it was hard to say. It's like, you didn't see that comment? <laughs> and Nelly just grabs his script and walks off. And then Q and Sophie having another argument, this time over the death scene. <laughs> but this time, as director and actor. Yeah. <laughs> Which is adorable. Like, you have to set up the main character's emotional needs, and like, you need to pay, like, it needs to pay off in the resolution. Which, like, yeah, that's good storytelling. You gotta, like, set up a character's needs. And you need to have the, that, like, pay off at the end. Which is honestly, I think, what makes leverage so good is it does pay off in the yep. end. Oh, I'm gonna dread doing that episode. Continuing on. So. We have then or they're arguing over that and Sophie's like look like this is and it's like Sophie this is a movie about NATO troops being attacked by werewolves. There is no emotional payoff. It's like well, like, I, like this is look around like this is my world. Like piece of a call through an air duck call Parker. I should head it Elliot internet porn artist <laughs> get barbecue stuff delivered today uh just uh can't breathe sophie <clears throat> but the fact that she's then bashing one's head in elliot <laughs> Or I think and she like, said bash your head in. Yeah, pretty much. She said like bash, bash your head in. Like call Elliot. And also see them like coming. And then Elliot, that's like, so it's like, you can see like Parker Harrison and Elliot like are like in the back, like towards the set. Yep. <laughs> and then they're like, probably like, really? So it's like, if you, you need someone to take over a movie set, then, and it's like, yeah, an actor. 
Sophie about the acting, and you could see like Elliot Parker and Harrison are looking at Nate like, "Don't you do tell it." Her? It's like, like you gonna, you tell, gonna her? tell her, or should we? And then it's like, you know what? We're gonna go with your scene. <laughs> and Sophie's all excited, like she gives Nate a kiss on the cheek, and. And like grabs his shoulders a bit. It's like oh, I'm gonna go over to makeup, and then leaves. And then like Elliot just has is like leaning against one of the tables, or like something, like head down. Like, are you fucking kidding me, Nate? He's like got that disappointed body language, and I'm like, yes, like really, Aww. Nate? Poor. Freaking Oklahoma's all mad. It's cute. Like you could, he's dis- yeah. He's disappointed. He's like, Ugh. yeah. And like Nate just dude, then just like just tosses the script up and he's like, nope, I'm done. I, I check out. I'm done. I'm gone. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> that was freaking hilarious, by the way. Yeah. But the fact that freaking Timothy Hutton played a director. <laughs> <laughs> And I have to see later. Direct, he directed a couple things with Christian Kane in them, but it was, yep. it, what was it? I I know it was the House Rules music video. Yep. He directed. And then Ivan, the Ivan short film he directed. I think. Yeah, yeah. it was like Ivan Red, White, and Blue, or something like that. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, he did a really good job of the House Rules video. I love that music video so much. Yep, so do I. And we actually, I think, get a little, like, he's actually in the crowd at one point, um, too, like, off to the side. You can spot uh, I know there's, like, Timothy. I've seen the director's cut. Yeah. Which, um, there's a bit, like, you kind of see, like, Kane in the mirror, which... <laughs> And then, and then that's, who's this freaking security? Who's this security? T shirt, and they do the handshake, and they do the thing. Yep, the handshake. But, yes. but what episode do we first see the handshake? Hmm. I think it's I don't on know that. So we get the handshake first. No, it's. I think it's a few episodes later that we get the first handshake. Yeah. Um. But, so. but yeah, they did the actual handshake, and actually, I, if I remember right, um, Christian and Aldis both came up with that because uh, of their friendship. They came up with that handshake, so it, it bled into their character. They do that all the time, like even when like they did it because when Christian uh, during season yeah. four. Christian wasn't really on the audio commentaries because he was traveling to different country bars performing and there was one where the Leverage Gang was there. Yep, it was and Dukes. They did <laughs> Dukes, the encore. Yep. And they did when, the freaking handshake. Yeah, when he came out and, and even Beth was like, I want to see Kane and the guys do another song. Crowd goes ballistic. It's like, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I can't want to hear another song, don't you? And they just like went nuts. Ballistic. <laughs> Pretty sure the 
couple microphones got blown out. <laughs> because even she recoil was like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, but and then Tim comes up and is like, we're going to start a chat. And then he gets the crowd yelling, like, Kane, 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 Kane. And like, is this the first one, one to come up? Yeah, it was it Steve. Was... No, Steve was the Steve? second one. The first one was his drummer. Drummer. And then, uh, Jay? Jay. The guitarist. Next. Yeah, Jay, the bass, and then their bassist. And then the last one was Steve before Christian. <laughs> it was funny. As Christian comes on, he like, his chest got a pop down. He like slides on. He like hugs everyone. He gets to Gina. And Beth, and Beth is like laughing. He gives a kiss yeah. on Beth's cheek too. Yeah. He like and even like honest. Like, yeah, like they hug. do the handshake. Yeah, they do the handshake, and then he like pulls him in for a hug, and I think he also like kisses him on the cheek too. Yeah, what he did with both Beth and Aldous, he grabs the back of their neck and pulls them in and gives them a hug like that, and he kisses their cheek, which is freaking cute. And he gives even just, bright, just, more just, bright red. I know, I just visualized this see from the rundown job. When Harrison's panicking over the... Garrison and Elliot, like, is it was like, hey, just focus. Like, I am focused. And he's, he's like, you're the smartest fan I've ever known. It, like, you can figure this out. And ours is like, we're good, man. Like, we're thieves and we're good, but like, we're not that good. And Elliot's like, grabs the bag of Harrison's neck and like, they like go forehead to forehead. <laughs> yeah, it was very. Now like, I am an OT three shipper. Same, but it's like it's like, hey, dude, focus. So that scene, even like the first time I remember watching that scene, I was like, oh. Now keep in mind. <laughs> I want to know. Like when said, Christian did that, I want to know if Alanis and, and Christian were just like staring at each other, and then Christian goes, it just winks. Or, or, because <laughs> this usually happens in Flute for Reels, where they like, like they pull him and then like, either like fake make out or like, <laughs> like they get closer, but then they come and start laughing. Yes. There was one, um, I think it was yeah it was it was with uh the one that plays tara and uh, jerry ryan <laughs> yeah it was with jerry ryan and christian and they like gonna land it no it was gina and christian and it was gina like, and hey. christian and the top guy top yep. job and like, and it would be talking about. They're like they're talking eating Chinese because that's the easiest thing to fake. Yep. You can do Take literally it. put like fake like put ramen in the, yeah. Well they had like you kinda you kinda uh, glimpse and it. it was just ramen noodles. But 
there is there like eight Chinese at the table and Sophie's like, oh, it's like, he's fine. Talking about Nate, like he's fine. Like we had to practically beg him to come back. Like he's good. I think he's sober. He's like doing good. And like we keep winning. So it's like, yeah, that's it. Like he keeps winning. But what happens when he loses? And like he falls apart again. I don't even think we can pick up the pieces. But it's during the, like, it's a very like emotional scene. It's kind of it is an emotional scene. But it's also like emotionally tense too. It is emotionally They're, like, talking about it. It's like, uh, yeah, I'll get more into like the when we get to that actual episode. But blooper, emotional tense scene. The blooper. They kind of they and like Gina's lock like, eyes and look at each other. Like, can't pick up the pieces and they look at each other. And Christian just freaking leans in and Gina just sticks her tongue out and just they yep, bust out like, And she she turns away and he does the little freaking shit eating grin that he does yeah. when he breaks and he turns the other way and starts cracking up. Oh, and also in season five. What the Tabitha redhead? Oh, <laughs> and uh, she they he asks her to dinner, and then uh, he and then he like leans in, and she's like, bitch, <laughs> and she's like, he got he got this movie. All right, carry on. Looks at her. Yeah, move on. Yeah, there's many moments where it's like that. And we'll talk about them as we get keep going. Yeah, those two are like, uh, like when it fails, but in this, it's like you know what? I can see why people ship them together. True. All right, carrying on. So they filmed Sophie's death scene, and what's cool is part of a monologue. Um, she says, "Though I walk." Through the valley of the, sh- though, I- though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, and I fear no evil, there's this song that is associated with one of my favorite games, The Last of Us, called "Through the Valley" by Sean James. It um, was part of the soundtrack that was released for The Last of Us Part Two, the video game. And part of the lyrics is, "I walk through the valley of the shadow of death." And I fear no evil because I'm blind to it all. So that's association. <laughs> and uh, yeah, of course, scene ends. They're all everyone's cheering. It reminds Elliot that Sophie can act when it's an act. But uh, Sophie asks for that can the real. Oh, no, that's the point is she can act when it's an act. Like when she's doing it for a con. Yeah. 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 But Sophie asks for the real. (laughs) She kind of perks up like, can I have that? (laughs) But we're about when is then Ellie and Nate make an argument over the 
like over a child actor not showing up the set and they threaten to cut arena's stuff so she offers to bring a boy to set it's funny it's like the way she she's like like nate's like describing basically luca yep and she and lights like, up i know this boy like i would bring him like no cut she's like, she's like no cut no cut yeah and she's like i bring boy <laughs> yeah it so, was cute also and then as she turns to walk away the run that she did and well she is wearing what heels the, yeah what the heck was that run because she was wearing heels that was weird. Trust me. Running in heels is not an option. I know. It's hard. Why do you think I wear sneakers all the time? I wear flats or tennis shoes. Well, I kind of have to wear sneakers because my job. So, and I have to walk everywhere. So, but. So Parker and Hardison tear it on. So Parker and Hardison follow Arena to a warehouse. And though Hardison has a book that he uses to translate. But later he has a computer algorithm. As he said, he translated most of the conversation that Parker and Hardison or that Parker will record. Because the camera's attached to her headset. Yep. Along with a mic. So how come we didn't have that before? <laughs> but. But as they go in. Dan Parker finds. Which now. I don't know if you picked up on this, but now the scenes, sorry, now the scenes have a blue tint to them. A little bit, yeah, I saw that. Which is to show, like, it being, like, cold and miserable. And you can kind of see a little bit when Parker, like, because Parker comes across Nicholas Goon's arena. And goons have guns. And of course they do. Freaking Hardison. I was like, wait, like, why does an orphanage need guns? Hardison is like, must be some badass kids. <laughs> uh, but Parker's pushing her luck a bit. But then she finds a room full of kids. With like, like a bunch of like, sick <clears throat> like military kids. style bunk beds, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Which, that was, it was smaller and than my room. Music. Yeah, it was very small, I, I noticed. Mm-hmm. And you can see Parker's like, like she's fro, like she freezes. And even Harrison's like, oh my god. 
But I forget what he says exactly, but he's like... You can see it on his face. He's like, holy yeah. crap. Yeah. But Parker's about to get caught, but she hides underneath Lucas's bunk. Lucas bunk. Sorry. And Parker manages to leave, and this is when Harrison's like, Parker, stop pushing your luck. And that's when she doesn't listen. She does not because she Hardison records a conversation that's going on between these goons and Nicholas. Uh, this is the moment I started shipping pretzels here because <laughs> Parker and Hardison go under a bridge and Parker like gets out. <clears throat> She's pacing. Like, uh, like, like, kind of panicked. She's kind of panicked at this point. Yeah, you can see it. Like, it's her version of panicking. And Harrison's like, I already told Nate. Like, hey, I call Nate. We'll work out a plan when we get back to the hotel. And then Parker, like, leans against the van and is like, or the prop truck, because they're using the prop truck, right? Yeah, they're using the pop drop. And Parker's like, we gotta be on hearts. It's like, like, what? Like, you don't mean that. But was like, why not? And Parker's like, Hardison, like, he's obviously, like, upset with Parker wanting to bail. But he never raises his voice. You can see that he's, like, in his eyes, he's like... You can kind of see that there's something like wrong. He almost expected Parker to want to go along with, like, getting all the kids out. Because that's Harson's first thought is, we got to get all these kids out. Mm-hmm. As we find out, it's partially because he also is a foster kid. Yep. And that's something that they have in common. They were both foster parents. Yeah. Part of the foster system at one point. Yeah, they, but they and, had two completely different experiences in that yeah. system, though. Parker having bad foster homes, which is why she's like, we have to bail. Like, you think this is the only crabby orphanage in this place? Like, we can't save them all. No, she's... But Harrison's like, no, but we can save this one. Because he, like, has a more positive experience. And I say positive as in... You know what I just noticed? Hmm. You know what I just noticed with this? It's Nate and Sophie. It's parallel between them. Because she's like, we can't save them all. Actually, that's a good point, because... Which is why, like, the relationships turn yeah. out differently. But ironically, yeah, take the same amount of time. Yeah, it's like... So he's like, you can't save them all, mate. And he's like, them. I can try. And I can see who's who. Mm-hmm. Hardison is more like Sophie, and Parker is like, is like Nate. Yeah. And that's why Parker's a freaking mastermind. Yeah, that's why... She- 
but but I don't think see it's it's interesting to say that because I don't think season one season one Parker could be the mastermind. No. But season five Parker. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, this was kind of paving the way for her to to change. Yeah. To be and that, this is, to be that better version of herself. Of Parker trying to understand humans. But even like with Harrison's like but like he, he doesn't like get angry at her. He doesn't like raise his voice. He does he, like he doesn't push her. But all he's like like I know growing up in the system was tough and it was bad, it was worse than bad, but not all foster parents are monsters. Mine wasn't. And I think Parker's a little envious here. Where she's like you were raised by your grandmother because all we've seen Hardison talk about is his Nana, which ours it's like, we called her Nana, but she was a foster mom. <laughs> I love this description of Nana though. <laughs> it's like, like she'd cuss like a sailor She'd tan your ass just as soon as look at you. And oh, she would raise heel if you looked at one of them crooked. And then Parker's like, well, you got lucky. Like, odds are you put these kids in the system. They're gonna... <clears throat> they're gonna end up like me. But it's the way her voice breaks, though, when she says they're gonna end up like me. That hurt. It did. Hardison, this is what made me shit pretzels. Is Hardison leaning in and is like, I like how you turned out. And you can see her kind of like. Their room. He goes it, back yeah, in the well, room. Yeah, well, the well, the, yeah, the thing is, is like when she says that, she does this and she has her she arm close up. to her body and goes like she this. Up. Taps it on her chest and then does one of these she looks further away from him and he kind of like leans in a little bit but then backs up and he's like goes to the back of the truck you are yeah he basically told her you're you're not damaged goods you're good you are yeah. perfect the way like, that you are yeah and he then he just leaves let's let's her compose herself yep let's, let's her, her cry a little cry. bit Let's, yeah, she's kind of crying. Yep. Gives her a Yeah. And then. But then he's like, okay, we gotta go. Yep. Because that very easily could have been like hardest like any other show would have had Park or Hardison wrapping. Yeah. Start wrapping his arm go. around her. Like yeah, trying to but, use that emotional vulnerability to make a move. Yeah, but with this, but it was hard. like I understand he that you're doesn't. hurting, but we got a job to do, basically. Like Giving he, her space. Like he reaches out, 
gives her he gives her it out. Yep. Like by just saying, I like how you turned out. He's saying, like just like you like you are not bad and if someone turned out like you that is not a bad thing and i thought oh that's cute it was but i also cute. just realized brianna parker says the same thing when she's talking about brianna she a little bit it's worded a little bit differently but it's it's the same thing a little bit it's like because i'm trying to think mostly it's parker because the fact that it's heavily implied that like parker both parker hardison and elliot all raised brianna That's adorable. And Brianna is also with the system because Brianna is Harrison's foster sister. Yep. And Brianna kind of did turn out like Parker. Parker with a little bit of heart of Harrison. Yeah. A lot of Harrison. Mm-hmm. I freaking love Brianna. That child, though. Ugh. She's going to be the death of me one day. She's my gay little shit child, and I love her. I sound like an annoyed mother when I just said that just now. Uh, but just... Uh, this is the fact that, like... Because do you think, like, season one, Parker would have imagined that, like, she'd essentially, like, raised a kid? Nope. Like, season one, Parker would be terrified of that idea because, like, she'd break them. But in an interesting way, Parker raising Brianna essentially taught her more about herself because like she like had all this leadership responsibility of like being a leader and a parent and a mentor to brianna yep but brianna taught her that like like have your passions and like it's okay to like slow down if you need to and like it's okay to realize something's too much or like it's okay to basically like, be vulnerable be if needed yeah it's okay to be you and yeah that's uh I just made that more emotional. Carrying on. <laughs> Apparently, so there's like a party boat going up, like going off. And of course, it was like 
like it wouldn't go for a while so then they'd call like action but then the boat would go off again <laughs> so yeah moving on so we go back to the film set and it's dark and Nate's explaining that basically arena's doing what they did uh, what gun runners used to do during the NATO bombing runs in the 90s. Which basically they would use like hospitals, orphanages, anywhere that wouldn't be targeted to store their guns. And basically they're doing the same scam, but dodging police instead of bombs. Mm. And the kids are just being used as extra cash basically pretty much and sophie says like a modern day working couple of course then now i just thought of like like man woman doing bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Aunt Clyde I thought but like this is much worse yep it's like Bonnie and Clyde but like darker pretty much yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny isn't it? like Harzen, or, then Harzen's like reveals that the goons are Chacha's separatists and it's like and after reading their resumes I don't think I'm going to sleep again <laughs> But then Elliot starts like chuckling and he's like, never tell a church and his sister's got a nice smile. <laughs> Which, Elliot. He Seriously. loves to play with danger. I just noticed that. He's flirting with danger. No wonder he got you punched. But that explains a lot. <clears throat> oh god I still got freaking two life crew job stuck in my head because <laughs> of Mikkel because like I'm thinking of the freaking guy liner <laughs> guy liner no <laughs> not the guy liner <laughs> No, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that one. Good episode. Uh, sorry, I still have the visual of freaking Elliot and Mikkel all wet in one layer on kissing after fighting. That was hot. And then just the look on their faces when you hear the handcuffs. <laughs> Oh my god. This is what happens. Uh, moving on. But we also get a roundy round. Roundy round camera shot. <laughs> the roundy rounds. I love those. It was on a track. Awesome. Yeah. But basically, Hardison reveals during this that the deal's going down tomorrow. <clears throat> and it's like, 
like this doesn't change anything basically of course hardison's not happy because he's like no i talked about it with parker and like and parker's like and i said walk away or again it's like you don't mean that but Nathan's yeah she said it um she said it way too quickly to be legit yeah and but Nate thinks it's too risky and like they could come back later once they have like a better plan more equipment more information and Nate leaves but then like hard says but what's interesting is he's like shaking like he gets up and then like walks away but you could see him like shaking his head yep like he's pissed but he's like controlling it by shaking his head which reminds me of an audio commentary piece in a later episode the van gogh job <laughs> there's because hardison or uh, but it was it's Aldous is playing another character besides Hardison and he is in the military and it's after he talks with Elliot or Christian he's not playing Elliot but a lieutenant and it's like he goes back to like this truck after finding out he's not going to get the metal this metal this bronze medal or bronze star whatever it was because he was a black guy during world war ii even though he killed this sniper anyways it's this part where he goes what, what did you freaking send me <laughs> really Yes. I, don't, I, don't. Yep. I had to. Basically, it's it's from <clears throat> the corpse crew job. Anyways. <laughs> so basically, what I was trying to get to is he, her heart is Aldous, as this other character goes to the, like he goes to the truck and he's about to like slam his helmet on the truck, but then he like like he goes to slam it, then he stops himself and just sets it on the uh, box or something. And. In the audio commentary they talked about like this basically the direction was that they gave Aldous was like what would your mother tell you to do in that scene here like in that moment like what like what would your mother tell you to do and it was like you would control it like control the anger they like keep it contained because going off probably would have made it worse in that situation 
but that just reminded me of that. So carry it on. So it's next day on set. They're getting ready to shoot. I mean, it's death scene. They shoot it in arena finds out the arena is overly dramatic about her death scene and what's funny is like after she like dies with a very loud sigh i don't even think i could replicate it it's that bad but which then she gets up and is like i could do better yeah and then like she sees Nate's not his director's chair and she's like Mr. Director <laughs> and, and then like the crew's like I don't know he just freaking left <laughs> the fact that she went from laying down to looking up like where did you go how did he get up that fast like where, what the hell is going on and then she like realizes that Luca's missing and then a, uh, a switch flips in her mind. Yeah. And then we see the team hand over Luke to the Mortons. And what's cute, though, is Elliot, like, they get out of the truck and Sophie's speaking. I think it's Russian. Sophie's speaking Russian to Luca to, like, explain what's going on. And then Elliot's like, maybe this will help. And he has his hand on, like, Luca's like the top of Luca's back as he's like like walking him over to the Mortons and what's cute is Dana's like hi Luca like do you remember me but then his face just lights up that was adorable that then they hug and it's all like sweet yeah uh, yeah the fact that um when after it kind of pans out it it goes towards the crew and the way that freaking christian's standing he's got his hands clasped together in front of him and i'm like like he's like cute the way that he's standing but it's cute that was pointed out the audio commentary from john rogers it was like because apparently people kept telling him like like how are they gonna like get the kid back to the states and like 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 how did they do this so it's like legally they're not just kidnapping a child john rogers like obviously artists had handed over the paperwork like they're not gonna do anything half-ass they're gonna steal the kid and they're gonna do it properly It obviously Hardison had all the paperwork situated. True. He so pushed that stuff along. So it would work. Wait a minute. Does, hmm. so that, do, does that mean that Hardison hacked the U.S. government again? I'm assuming yes. Damn it, Hardison! <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> And even um, and then Elliot's like, "No, I have my doubts, but I gotta say this feels pretty good." 
And then they realize that Parker's not there. So, and then uh, Parker the, breaks into the orphanage. She has the yeah. That's like the the lost child in the mall. She has the translation, like, but uh, she has the translation, and she's trying to get the kids to go with her, but uh, they won't come with her. Excuse working. me a moment. I need to grab a prop. I'll be right back. Okay. I'll be right back. I'm grabbing a prop. Probably will need a fork here in a few moments. The way Parker gets the kids to go with her is she says Hagen Das <laughs> And yes, I just pulled out of my freezer. Dose de leche. Hagendas. And I have mint chip. And did I buy Hagendas? Did I spend nine bucks on Hagendas just for this bit? Yes, I did. No, I do not regret it. Ice cream, yes, it's good. It is ice cream. Oh, it's my favorite good. one that they have, they don't make it anymore. Hagen Dust doesn't make it anymore. It was like their mint uh creamsicle, I think. Mm-hmm. It was a creamsicle uh flavored ice cream that they had a few years ago, but they I discontinued like it. Orange creamsicle. So, so, I went and found the Ben and Jerry's version, mm-hmm. it's so good. I love mint. I my my addiction is mint chip. That's mine. And uh, I hate you. <laughs> mean. Sorry. Sorry. I'm mad now. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, I might have to go get some money out of my account so I can go buy me some damn Hagen Dazs ice cream <laughs> and mint chip ice cream at that. Well, when you work at a retail store, it was funny. I was literally like, I was heading to the back with some stuff and I saw the Hagen Doss and I knew we were going to be doing this episode. So I was like, oh, I have to, I have to, I have to get me some Hagen Doss to, to do a bit because I can't not do a bit with Hagen Doss. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, you did as the they're about to leave, Nicholas is at the door, and he's like, "I just sinned because oh, I forgot to mention this at the party." Parker, uh, like um, oh, right, to get a bit jealous. It's like, come on, seriously? 
and uh, Parker's like, Hardison? And so Nicholas thinks that Parker's name is Hardison. <laughs> yes, I mean, Hagen does during the live stream. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Carrying on. But what's cool is, um, what's interesting about the scene though is Parker, like she shoves, I forget what she exactly does, but she basically gets Nicholas out of the door, goes through it herself, shuts it behind her. Which there is a union rule where um, you can't have kids watching a fight. So that's why they did that. But it also plays as like Parker was trying to like protect the kids. Yeah, it was like, a little bit of like a that was like a bit of a like an older sister moment. Yeah. So he's like keeping the kids out of the fight scene. But also playing character wise. So it made sense. Also, um what's also interesting is analyzing the way Parker fights. Because it's interesting is she uses more gymnastics type maneuvering. Yeah. Like she's cartwheeling, dodging. She's using more, you know, she's like pulling herself up and using like momentum to like kick Nicholas back. That was impressive. And even using like the wound on Nicholas's shoulder from when she stabbed him, which is how she gains the upper hand. Yep. Which is different from how Elliot fights is that Elliot like uses more, like Parker uses more her legs and her feet kinda and uses more agility where Elliot, even though it may not seem like it because Parker is slightly taller than Elliot. Just by a because, little bit. Yes. But because Elliot is bigger than Parker is and has more power, he fights with more endurance and strength. You know, he's like using like elbows like elbows, knees, like Parker uses more pressure points. Yeah. Down the shoulder. I can't remember what exactly like fighting style that is that focuses on like pressure point maneuvers, but Elliot uses more audio commentary, yeah. but I didn't yeah. write it down. Uh, I can't remember what it is, but I know what you're talking about, but I think the it's Elliot fight. Really military, though. Yeah, it's a it's a military so, uh, yeah. fighting style. It's a it's a military combative program. Um, like part that, of yeah. it, uh, mm -hmm. but 
Elliot uses the Kali fighting style. Smart Kali, like always. Yeah. And that's what Christian's trained in is Kali. And you can tell by the way that he moves that it's Kali. And it's I picked even the water pretty much easily. Like Elliot has like more power behind his swings than Parker, but Parker compensates by using her skill set, which is agility. You know, she's very agile and she's like still very strong because she can hang like from her fingertips for a very long time. As she, as we see, she can hang like one armed, or she can hang her, her body weight with one arm. And like okay. I found I looked up online what um the fighting style that involves pressure points and it's um uh Kaiyusho uh jujitsu. It's focusing just on your pressure points. Like Brazilian jujitsu uses full body pressure points and like, isolating um, your joint. And that's what Elliot uses usually. And that honestly is more probably that job. Yeah, it's like the MMA. Yeah, what he uses is mainly jujitsu and Kali combined with yeah. a little bit of kickboxing mixed in. Yeah. Which explains how, I mean, I would explain like the fact that Christian actually trained a little bit with that. And mm-hmm. in one of my favorite episodes ever, the Carnival Job, he fights a freaking MMA fighter. Mm. Mm. That fight's rough. Uriah Faber, yeah. And uh, I bet uh, Uriah, Uriah taught him a few things. I bet Uriah taught him a few things about MMA. When we get to that point, we're going to have to talk about the behind the scenes of, like, the fight. <laughs> out of the Especially when we get to... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because freaking the, uh, the note for... The fight scene that they, in the House of Mirrors or the Hall of Mirrors fight scene in the carnival job between Elliot and Roper. Dean Devlin literally says in the video, um, it's in the special features and you can find it on YouTube too. It's an anatomy of a fight scene and they talk about it and Christian goes into like how he planned the fight scene and that and then Dean's at one point in the video is like holding his coffee cup and he's like, yeah, and try not to murder the actor. <laughs> and Uriah just looks at him and chuckles. <laughs> and Christian just like, and then after like they have the special effects makeup on, he's like, this is what happens when you fight Uriah Faber. Continuing on with the episode. We're getting close to being done, actually. Oh, damn. Sorry, I just saw the time. We're at like two hours and fifteen minutes, and I'm actually almost done with this episode. That's awesome. <laughs> so, hey, we kept it under rolling. three. We, we, kept it up, we kept it under three hours. Yeah. See, Cameron. We can do see, it. I told yeah, you we, we could do it. it. Yeah, I told you I could it. do it. We did it. It's not over yet, but we're we're making good headway. So, 
Sorry, this is the whole discussion post yeah. pre-stream. <laughs> but as like Parker's getting the kids on like the staircase heading up, Sophie is like, Parker. And then she's like gesturing and comes so like they get him up, but then like one of the kids make a noise, like coughs or something. And the goons draw their guns and aim them at a group of children. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not cool. Nope. But luckily, none, yeah. no one gets shot off as a voice yeah. observer. Not a speaker. Okay. Like it, um, yeah. It's like, it's, uh, like it's police, basically. Yeah. So they're freaking and, out, but that gives them enough time to like, get the kids out. Yeah. Really, it takes okay. that good in the hallway. Okay. Going back to when she's in the room full of kids trying to figure out what to say. I wrote down what what the translation was. It's like, oh, shiny tomato. Shiny <laughs> in tomato. In Men will. <laughs> Men will disappoint you. <laughs> uh. Ooh, I think this is the one where we get the burnt arm hair. Oh yeah. Oh, hold on. So, they get in the truck, but then, like, they go for a bit, but then Stoppa Parker's, like, yelling, like, smacking on the van, like, on the truck, like, why are we stopping? The goons come out, including Nicholas. And, like, Nicholas and, like, their goons, they come out. They aim their guns, but they start firing it. But then, like, Parker uses herself as a shield and, like, makes herself bigger to cover like the gap and you can see like here like you hear the gunshots going off parker's flinching and then she then she like starts like looking over herself like okay there's no bullet holes no blood <laughs> and then like she looks back at sophie and Sophie smiles and it's like prop truck <laughs> Yeah, I love, like, Sophie's, like, prop truck. <laughs> and Nate's driving the truck, I should say. And even Ellie, like, chuckles, like, <laughs> and then we get a flashback to Ellie and Nate swapping out the guns <laughs> for the guns with the blanks in them. Yep, the prop weapons. Yeah. And then we get, then like it goes back and they see Hardison walks in, remote in hand, like the dramatic motherfucker he is. And blows up the whole damn warehouse. <laughs> and then he runs on and they go off revealing that it was like, they used the... Uh, the sound of like from the movie. Hang on a second. 
Hey, sorry about that. Anyways. So they drive off and the goons are not happy with Nicholas. So they're like, where's my money? And you can see and Nicholas then, pops like, uh, and then money starts, Bert and money starts raining from the sky. But it was like a huge explosion though. And this is the, uh, the second time they set up an explosion in a port with little permission. <laughs> yep. Which, uh, do not do that. There's reason why you gotta get permits for shit. <laughs> and you gotta have professionals. And permission. <laughs> so yeah. Do not set up explosions in heavily secured areas with no permission. <laughs> You could get in serious trouble, so uh, don't do that. Anyways, <laughs> right, carrying on. So at another warehouse, like they're making a plan, and so it's like the kids are sleeping, which was really just to explain why they didn't have the child actors anymore. <laughs> yep. Which, I mean, they did go through a lot of excitement. So, uh, I suppose the adrenaline crash. Seriously, uh, oh, it's like, all right, we're going to change the license plate so we get a clean shot at the border. And it's like, Nate's like, get there, we're going to turn the kids over to the World Health Organization. The person's like, what? And Nate's like, it's okay. Like, we called them, like, they know we're going to be there. Like, it'll be okay. And then they also reveal that how they got Irina was the money that Harson stole from the producer. They deposited it into Irina's account. And because the producer got like notified that a transfer occurred he alerted the FBI, who then arrested Arena. <laughs> it's funny. She's looking at, like, the ATM where, like, the the money was all deposited. And she's, like, so happy. Like, money. But then, like, two cops come to, like, grab her. And, like, like they lock her arms. And she goes back and she's, like, yelling. Like, pointing at the ATM. <laughs> she's speaking Russian. I don't speak Russian, so I can't translate what she's saying. Yeah. For all I know, she, yeah, for all I know, she could be swearing in yeah, Russian. We curse up a storm. I don't know. <laughs> I would not be surprised, Dean. I would not yeah, be surprised. I, I mean, that is one way to do it. But a uh, fun fact that little flashback was filmed by uh, the scene of Irina being taken away was filmed by Jonathan Frakes. Because <laughs> he, Frakesy, yes. 
he apparently was like on set because he was shooting the next episode. So he now I don't exactly know what it meant by next episode if it meant like next episode like DVD order or shooting wise or I'm assuming shooting wise but I don't know if it's episode 7 because I think whatever the heck the next episode after this one (laughs) yeah whichever one they shot after this yep yeah totally not looking at IMDB okay (laughs) but then like Sophie like asks about like the real for um like like the film for her real and it's but he's Nate and Nellie look at each other and then Nellie's like there was no film in the camera (laughs) (laughs) and poor Sophie Sophie's like we are definitely Ah, it is the next episode, The Wedding Job. <laughs> Directed by Frank C. Okay. So, yeah, Parker's like, oh no, sorry, not Parker. This episode, like, we are definitely stopping in Paris. But then, like, Nate looks at Ellie like, uh, great, like, no, no real, no film in the camera. Nellie's like, it wasn't my fucking idea, don't that shit on me like in the face is kind of what he's saying yes i mean i'm still eating caramel hagen does <laughs> dolce de leche awesome yeah you know parker's like like looks at nate and is like how did you know i'd be at the orphanage And they just, like, thank Harrison for that. <laughs> so Parker and Harrison talk, and Harrison, like, kind of goes to Parker a bit, like, like, what were you thinking, going off by yourself? Like, did you even have an exit strategy? Parker's like, I didn't think that far ahead. And Harrison's like, you don't work any- alone anymore. Like, like, we're a team. But ah, I missed this part too. <laughs> back then, we're a team. It's because back in on the pop truck, that hurt. Parker's like, yeah, I get it. Like we're a team because ours and tells her like, oh, no, Nate just wants to make sure that like we're with the program. And Parker's like, yeah, I know we're a team. Sorry, please. And Harrison, Harrison's like, we're a little more than a team. And then Parker echoes that she has a smart, a small smile on her face, and it's like we're a little more than a team. The little, like, little soft smile that she does. Oh. Yeah, I, I legit teared up at that. Yeah, yeah that's I also when I started shipping I like, pretzels. Even now, I'm getting emotional. I know. But also, <laughs> literally the next part. And then they get on the truck, and Parker's like, "Mushroom, like, hey, I gotta tell you something." And Nate, no, no, Nate, you have to make a stop first. And it's like, what? And Parker's like, 
we have to stop hugging us. Now the kids yell, hugging us. Yep. <laughs> that was my and last note, too. And they're all oh laughing. I think they probably did stock up the stop at Hagen Dazs because I hope ice cream. Freaking ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all my notes that I've got for right now. And then, um, so I just have a couple of fun facts for this episode. So this episode actually started out as like a Nate and Sophie episode. About Nate's issues with fatherhood, and it was supposed to like relate back to Sam, uh, Nate's dead son. But it just, it didn't, or they did some of it, which I wonder if they almost like, because sh- you could see that that like first scene when Nate's talking with um, Dana. How you got the impression that like even Nate's taken this a bit personally because the child's involved. Yep. He was around Sam's age. Oh, right. But I'm wondering if, but I think because there are there are kind of a lot of more Nate-centric episodes this season, so I'm not exactly sure why they ended up changing it to more of a Parker Hardison episode. Either way, it's freaking cute as heck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, this is the episode where I started shipping pretzels. Though, I'm not sure. I'll probably find it when, like, as we go through. But... I don't know the moment I started shipping the OT3. <laughs> I know the moment that I started shipping them. With the three walk away, three hug walk away. Uh-uh. Oh. What is it? It's the one where uh, they all get kind of banged up and Elliot's wearing the red shirt with like the like Chinese symbol on the front and he gets shot in the shoulder. Right down job. Yeah, and they're doing the arm hug walk oh. away. Oh that bomb that, that yeah bomb defusal scene when they go to yes. that house and Harrison's on a pressure plate bomb. Like he stepped yep. on the pressure plate which activated the bomb. That and also but the that a couple of Ted's because Harrison yep. stepped on the bomb. Yep. But it was fucking hot, too. I know. Like, Parker freaking used an artisan as a him, joke. yeah. Yeah. Like, that was, that was actually kind of hot. <laughs> that also may have been the start of the whole, like, Parker. <laughs> Hashtag partisan. Partisan. Or pretzels. But also, um, OT3. And, uh, also, the idea that Parker and Harrison are freaky. Because uh, you saw the way Harrison was looking at Parker when she was navigating that laser grid. 
But yeah, my uh, my favorite episode's coming up a little bit further on. Jer no. Twelve step job. How did you Damn it, woman? <laughs> Maybe on my last fun fact is um Albert Kim, the director's daughter, is one of the orphans that appear. I didn't know that. That's cool. Apparently, she's the, um, the, I want to say, sorry, I want to say Korean? I feel really bad if I got that wrong because I didn't write it down. But yeah, she is one of the orphans in this scene or in that scene. And also this is the first time the director hasn't been a woman for second time. The director has been a woman. Awesome. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, because homecoming job was, uh, it's going to bug me now that I didn't write this down. This is what, really why I have dual monitors. Because <laughs> you can look up shit as you go. <laughs> yeah, because the Nigerian job was directed by Dean Devlin. Who arguably is a person of color because he's half Filipino. The second episode was also directed by Dean Devlin. Dean loves to blow crap up. He does blow crap up. <laughs> a two-horse job was... Oh, that one was an awesome one. Yeah, two-horse job was directed by Craig R. Baxley. Uh, But it was written by a woman, Melissa Glenn. Arvin Brown directed The Miracle Job. But Christine Boylan wrote The Miracle Job episode. Bank Shot Job was written by Amy Berg, so like Sure. Truth is, it's almost like I'm like here. And Albert Kim is. Asian. I feel bad that I cannot remember what they say in the auto commentary. But. Yeah, so. Yeah, this is. I because, like, the last couple episodes have been directed, or not directed, written by women. 
So it's pretty cool. I'm going to say that obviously it's not perfect, but one cool thing about leverage is I believe they do try to, for the most part, balance out with the diversity. Obviously, this is 2008. It's not going to be perfect. But it's pretty okay for it being 2008. So good on leverage. Yeah, that was all my notes. Do you have anything else you want to add about the book? Nope. I think that's it. But yeah, this was a really fun episode. And it's also it was weird seeing Parker in this light a little bit. It's not what I'm used to. It's interesting, like going back, yeah, to like seeing how like redemption, like with how the show ends, and how redemption is going. It's interesting to just kind of see that parallel between them where you see at the beginning like as I kind of mentioned before like season one Parker would not make the same decisions as Redemption Parker yeah I think I think now like season one Parker is not as like aware of other she's not aware of her, her capacity. Yeah. She's not as self-aware as Redemption Parker is, and that's yeah. where I can see the growth of her character, which I really, really appreciate. Both like, in the writing aspect, and also because of how Beth portrayed her. Yeah. Because season one Parker, even though, like, she's starting to get more comfortable with the team and they started doing this a while, just keep in mind there's also jobs that they're doing in between episodes. So we don't see all of them. So, but like seeing how like she's starting to like, like maybe she doesn't recognize that like they're a family yet, but Parker recognizes that like, like, yeah, we're like more than a team, we're a unit. The more than a team thing again. Yeah. Stop it. Uh, well, that's the point. I mean, Hardison, it's more like, maybe it's Hardison, it's more like a family thing because he is, you can see also how, like, he, what's more in another episode where Hardison really ups, like, how he, like viewing Nate as like a parental figure or like a mentor. Even even Parker with using Sophie as like her mentor and parental figure. But then like, I feel bad because then like Elliot gets kind of left out. 
because like I mean, I guess it makes sense character-wise because Elliot's older than them. True. And he has like a completely different skill set, and he has a completely different, has a bit of a different personality to Parker and Hardison. And he, like, he doesn't need as much. See, what's interesting though about the mentoring is it's not like that they learn anything or like they learn skill set wise. The things they learn through their mentorships is Parker and Hardison learn to be more themselves. Like Hardison will eventually learn forging, which comes into play. But what he learns more from Nate is it any skill with his computer? It's his skill, it's his mind. Yeah. Because heart, as you'll kind of see here. Harrison's main issue is yes, he is a genius. And yes, he is very smart and he's talented. But he that in turn has made him overconfident. Because he is so good, he doesn't need to put in the Like he doesn't have to put in the work because he's just naturally talented. It's cool is seeing him continue learning to put in the work and how to channel his genius and focus it. And with Parker, yeah, she learns more how to grift but it's more, they kind of go hand in hand. She learns about people, how to have empathy, how to have sympathy, how to interact, how to understand people, which in turn teaches her how to grift better. <laughs> I loved that. What I also love about Parker is she still gets to be Parker. She's Parker, but, but molded better a little bit. She is. Like she's allowed to grow, but still like have those autistic coded traits. I think that's why she's my favorite character. Yeah. I, can, I can relate some yeah. her her traits a little bit. Yep, I, I've kind of said this before, but what I love about Parker is throughout, they never tried to fix her. They tried to basically... Like they don't make her they, more they try normal. To, yeah, the way that I, I see it, they try to preserve who she is to make sure she yeah. remembers who she is. And but they that. teach her... 
They teach her how to act human, but it's not in like a teaching her like that how to mask. They're teaching her how to channel it into being able to f function more. Yeah. It's how to dial into who she is, but being able to control it. Yeah. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, goes into the whole control debate. <laughs> or not the tr debate, the, um, the control theme. Yeah. That happens. And not only this season... But in season two, it becomes a bigger plot point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you got Hardison, or you got Nate replacing his drinking with control. You have Sophie trying yeah, to control he, her identity. He, yeah, he gets the image. And not control the world around her, but control her world. Yeah. You have Parker learning to control her. It is kind of like learning how to control her quirks a bit. Yeah, well, I would say it's more control her urges to do yeah. out-of-the-box things. Yeah. Elliot, his whole being is about control. Which that I'll also get into more later. It's, well, with Elliot, it's controlled chaos. <laughs> Fair. But with Hardison, it's controlling his genius. And learning how to channel it. So each oh, that character... Poor kid. Yeah, that poor kid doesn't know how to like relax until later on. Because Elliot shows him how to let yeah. go. And so he teaches him a thing or two. Yeah. But it's also... But it, because if you think about it, like... With Parker being autistic-coded, it is very easy that, like, Hardison could have ADHD. Oh, I've even, like... It, on my Tumblr, it's, it's been canon that he's got ADHD, and it's proven. He's got an obsession with like, yeah, he's got his uh, fake drink. Yeah, he's got his hyper focus of computers and technology, and he's also got and comics. Yeah, true, comics, and then his obsession with his safe drink of orange soda. Yeah, as a safe drink. He has yep. a safe food. True. Gum and frogs. Exactly. He has focus issues. Yep. I'm literally quoting no. him in the first episode. Yeah. No wonder. No wonder I relate to Hardison so much. I think it also be argued that like Elliot could have some form of well, I, I think obviously the big one's PTSD. Yeah. But. And he, he's got a little bit of anxiety of 
letting so his guard down. Be like, could Ellie? Possibly. He's but got he, a little. Yeah, he's, he's got. A, differently in everybody. Yeah, it's. It presents differently in each and every person, but they are all unique in their Nate, own way, which I really love. Nate could also arguably be autistic coded with his whole like okay. being able to create like plans in his head and able to Yeah. They're all in my mind, they're all neurodivergent in some way. Capacity. Yeah, yeah, they're in in my mind. Um, I think that's why it's my my like safe thing. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, like this is my like safe show. Oh no. Oh no! Why are you doing that? Hold on. Some. Hold on, something's going on. We'll be back in a moment. I don't know what's going on. So, uh, Alex's laptop died. So, uh, we need a minute. Hold on. Okay, I just gotta wait for... Hold on. He got technical difficulties. Hold on. It's probably going to be a minute. Because Alex's laptop died. So that probably means she has to plug it in. And they usually take a minute to boot back up after. You plug them in.
Hold on. Hold on. Hang on. Hold on, I got gotta do a thing, hang on. Come on. I'm going to try and get Alex back in here. Sorry, stay. <laughs> Taking a minute. There we go. Okay. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see if Alex can get back on. I'm sorry, I know. <laughs> sorry, I have some technical difficulties here.
going on. I think we're almost there. Come on. Nope, hold on. I have no idea. Are you good now? Yeah, one sec. Alright. That was weird. Alright. So. You said, did you? Alright, I kind of set all my notes. Do you have any more notes or any, like, final thoughts? Nope. <laughs> that was all mine. Yeah, I kind of said all mine, too. So, I am going to go ahead and start wrapping this up, then. See, I kept it. Three hours. <laughs> Alright, so, I want to thank our parent company, nowgo.org. Also, like to thank www.designconsultantswestpassistance.com. You could also view my website, kaylasantelacting.com, where you can see my credits and other projects I'm working on, as well as learn more a bit about me. You could also follow me on Twitter at MissMovieFan underscore 67. You could follow me on TikTok at MissMovieFan. Movie, 67 underscore 67. You can also follow follow Alex on Instagram at Alex Cooper 7241. Twitter at Alex the underscore Alley Cat. And TikTok at Alex the Alley Cat. So, the next time you will see us, we will be back talking. Almost Paradise, Season 1, Episode 5, Unbecalming, which... That's a good one. It is a good one, and it is action-packed and fast-paced. Because once it gets going, oh boy, does it get going. And the next leverage episode is the wedding job, which is going to be fun. Yep. Because we get to learn of hidden talent of Elliot's and a surprising just supernatural. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay, so basically, there's a quote when Elliot says the in the one job, but the only you think the only thing you know how to do is bust heads. Well, when the supernatural episode Last Call aired, 
You remember how Andrew Dab would go on Twitter and say like, like a quote that was relevant to the episode? Yeah. When Last Call aired, which as you know, starred Christian Kane, or guest starred Christian Kane, I should say. That was the quote he used. Was what you think the only thing I know how to do is bust heads. <laughs> and what was funny because I was watching Le- I was watching Leverage too before I watched that episode, so I knew that quote. And I remember I, I remember distinctively I saw that tweet. And I was freaking out because I was like, oh, that's an Elliot quote from Leverage. That's a Leverage quote. That's freaking hilarious. And you just said his his word, by the way. No, I did. But yeah. So yeah, that that's the reference. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it is going to be fun. And I probably will be talking about Kate's It's going to be a good time. All right, since that is everything. Thank you all so much for watching. If you are listening to the recording, make sure to follow, leave a review, and... Uh, also follow my socials so you know what the next live stream is. Thank you all so much for watching. I'll see you all next time.